Today we're gonna continue in our One Another series and we're talking about bear with one another. And the scripture that we're gonna be talking about comes from um, Ephesians chapter four, verse two. And I wanna read um, verses one to three and uh, verse two is in there and it says this. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now this scripture right here is one of those scriptures, there are many of them all throughout the Bible, that are packed with instruction for us. In fact, there is so much instruction in these couple of verses that we could probably spend our entire lives working on the instructions in this scripture. And I just love that. I just love that there is so much in even just one verse in the Bible for us to grab hold of. It starts by saying, I therefore, this is Paul talking, prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. And so right there we can establish that according to the scriptures, that if you are in Christ, you have been called. You have a calling on your life. You have been called. And so if you feel like I'm not called, I'm not special, I don't have a purpose, you can just right now, based on the authority of scripture, lay that to rest. You have been called. Now what have you been called to? To walk in a manner worthy. How do we do this? Okay, let's look at what it says. With all humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. Now I don't know about you, but just in those four little words, that's a tall order. I've been in faith for 30 years and I'm still working on walking in humility, walking in gentleness, exercising patience and bearing with one another. I'm still working on it. God is still sanctifying me in this. I still have work to do in this space. And I love the next part of this verse because here is what happens when we enter into this. That there's this eagerness, this excitement, this focus to maintain unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now, most of us will live most of our lives and a lot of our decisions are trying to find peace, trying to bring in more peace into our inner world, into the way we're thinking, into our lives. We make a lot of decisions. We spend a lot of money seeking after peace, but the scriptures tell us exactly how to get it. And I love it, it's powerful, and each of us are gonna have to meditate on this and let this go deep into our spirits. Let it work its way through deep into our spirits if we're going to be able to get to the other side of unity with one another and the bond of peace. Now, before we can even get to bearing with one another, we're gonna drop the two last words of the word bear. We must be with one another before we can bear with one another. I can't bear with you if I'm not with you. 
I can't bear with you if I'm not in proximity with you. If we're not in relationship, if we're not coming into the same space together. Did you know that statistics actually say that 52% of women and 52% per, of men, 46% of women are unsatisfied in their relationships. That 46% of people say that they are lonely some or most of the time. And in the body of Christ, in the family of God, this is a solvable problem. But if this is true, then that means that half of you sitting here today feel lonely some or most of the time or feel unsatisfied in your relationships. And again, a key to solving this problem is gonna come as we embrace the call to bear with one another. Now, this is not an easy thing to do. And we have an English word uh, for why this is not easy to do. And it's because a lot of times we are unbearable, aren't we? <laughs> and I know that someone's coming to mind for you right now. You're thinking of that person that like when they call you and when they text you, you're like, oh Lord Jesus, give me help, give me grace. I need so much grace right now. And, and, and and just in all humility, it's most likely that you're coming to mind for somebody too. So we can have grace for the unbearable people in our lives. And like honestly, I'm no different. I can be unbearable in relationships sometimes. I can be unbearable to my family. I can be unbearable to the, my friends and people closest to me. I can be unbearable to my colleagues. And this is... There's probably many ways I'm not aware of, but this is one way I am aware of how I can be unbearable. And so I can get very hyper-focused on something if I get excited about it. If there's like a new project or something I wanna do. And this manifests itself both in like small ways, really insignificant ways, like if I wanna just change, you know, the look of my outdoor couch cushions, or if I'm planning her conference. Like it, does, it can be a huge thing, can be a thing but I get like very hyper focused on it and so like I just want to put everything in it. and there's ne it's never enough like it's never enough I've got to go to every store and check I've got to like you know do every detail make sure every detail is covered and it's and it's never enough and it drives the people around me absolutely crazy because they're like that's enough and I'm like no it's never enough we need to stop one more time I need to work one more hour you know it's just this constant state of being and so one of two things happens when I get like this so so if the people around me are like not having it, they're like, oh my gosh, and just not as excited as I am about whatever it is that's in front of me, I'll do one of two things. I'll be like, see you later, suck my dust, and I'm like out, you know, like I'm like, I'm just like, I'm gone. I'm just leaving you in my dust and I'm, I'm gone. It's, that's fine, no problem, you're a loss, and I'm out. Or, or, and I have a very long fuse, but if I'm really excited about something and people are not getting on board, Mama Bear can come out. Yeah. <laughs> and when Mama Bear comes out, like you don't wanna be near, actually. 
You don't want to hear what Mama Bear has to say. My kids have a phrase for this. They call it, Mom's laying the hammer down again. It's, it's a thing. It's actually a thing. But before you get too hard on me and judge me, listen, you have unbearable things about your personality too and about your relationships too. And the reality is that in this room, there are all types of people, aren't they? And, and we're going to take a little bit from bears because we're bearing with one another. So the grizzly bear. So, so some of you out there, I don't know if you know it. I don't know if you know you're like a grizzly bear, but we know you're like a grizzly bear. Um, you are kind of this gruff, you know, rough on the outside, tough exterior. You kind of live like you got a chip on your shoulder. The world owes you something. You, you know, you're that guy that just stands. Well, I shouldn't say you could be a girl too, but you kind of stand, you know, in the lawn and you're like, get off my lawn kind of, you know, personality, intimidating loud, but listen, we know the truth, because under all that rough exterior, you're just a big teddy bear, and we know it. We absolutely know it. And then there's the black bears. So some of you out there, you're like the black bears. And the black bears are more shy, a little bit more reserved, fearful. You kind of carry this anxious presence, right? You're like afraid that something's going to go wrong. Like you guys are not like glass half empty. You're basically, I don't even have a glass. And kind of people like the sky is falling. But listen, like underneath all of that, we understand that you're just trying to keep people safe like that's that's your heart behind all of this you want to keep people safe and we understand that now some of you out there you're like the koala bear okay so the koala bear is the smartest of all the bears all right they're problem solvers team players they actually have great attention to detail but what's so annoying about the koala bear is that they always want to fix problems. Everything is a problem to be solved. And, and not everything needs to be fixed. Like just people don't need to be fixed. Not everything needs to be si fixed, right? So when we're in relationship with koala bears, we get annoyed because everything is a problem to be solved. And you have great ideas. You're brilliant really on a lot of levels, but you need to chill. All right, last but not least is the panda bear. So the panda bear is kind of like that personality. Like if I were to imagine the panda bear as a person, I feel like he or she might look like Birkenstock wearing, beard, super chill. Like they use the word bruh like a lot, <laughs> like over and over. Like I, they can, anything goes. They're super, super relaxed about everything. And you know what? We love the panda bears. We want to be friends with the panda bears. We want panda bears in our life. But scientists actually study panda bears and they have no idea how they survive. <laughs> like they literally are like, how do you make it? How do you survive? And we all have this friend. We all have this person in our life that we're like, how do you keep a job? <laughs> like, how do you survive in life? Like, we just don't get it, but we love them. We love them. We love them. Now, no matter what the type of bear you are, when that mama bear is threatened, when that mama bear comes out, there's a side of us, a protective side of us that we show. And what I love about all the bears, and even when Mama Bear comes out, is there is a place in the body of Christ for every single one of us. 
And today, I just want to do really, really short, just a little mama bear exhortation. Just a little as the mama bear of this house. I can see that many of you are struggling, that there are burdens that you're carrying, that there are challenging circumstances, difficult difficulties that you're facing that you feel overcome by. And the enemy is having a field day with you in the midst of this struggle. And I just want to stand in my authority and just serve the enemy notice that he must leave the children of God, that he must let go in the name of Jesus. And and I want you to know that God is working in your story, even if you can't see it right now. In fact, even if right now all you can see is what God is not doing, I promise you that God is working in your story. And I just speak and I just pray right now for a fresh revelation of the Holy Spirit to come over you right now in this space where you would understand that absolutely everything you have and everything you do is by the grace of God. And it's a gift. Absolutely everything before you, God has given you a gift, but you are being robbed by what you do not see from seeing what you actually have right in front of you. What God has given you right in front of you, what he's placed into your hands and called you to steward. And I believe that there is a season of great revival. I mean, even when you look at the weather, you feel this contending. It's almost like this natural environmental example of this contending in the spirit, that the enemy is contending with us. He does not want us to walk in victory as children of God. He does not want us to step into our rightful calling. He doesn't want us to live the one another's because he knows that revival is on the other side. Because as we step in and we live out these one another's, you know what the scriptures say? You know what Jesus said? He said, they will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have one for another. You see, we haven't done a great job at treating each other well. We haven't done a great job at bearing with one another, but there is a time coming an activation of the body of Christ where we're going to step into like never before the fullness of the spiritual gifts, the empowerment of the spirit and people are going to come to Jesus. People are going to be saved. And so can I just speak that into your spirit right now as a mama bear of the house that we serve the enemy notice in the name of Jesus. That we command him to leave your life and anything that is not of God must go in Jesus' name. Yeah? Well, I'm going to invite you just to open up your Bibles. If you have a physical Bible here today, you can open it up to Mark chapter 2. And can I just encourage you to bring a physical Bible to church? I know we are a part of the digital age and most of us read our Bibles on our phones, and I do too because I can't see the print, but... Um, 
I really want to encourage you as we begin in the fall on this journey through the entire of scripture, I want you to have a physical Bible and a pen or a highlighter with you every Sunday so that you can actually mark up your Bible. What is God speaking to you through the word, through the scriptures that we're reading? And imagine in three years, you will have marked up the entire Bible, every single part of it. You'll have gone through, learned about, God spoken to you about specifically, so I really want to encourage you, bring your Bibles to church and a pen or a highlighter so you can follow along. Now, just before we get into reading the scripture, I'm going to um, read the story of Mark 2 uh, straight through, but before we do, um, I'm going to take just a side note. So, Pastor Jason, this week, in preparation for this message, sort of jokingly said to me, I bet you $100 if you can weave bears into this topic of bearing with one another. So, pay up, buddy. Pay up. (laughs) So, oh, nice. Sweetness. Take it. I'll take it. Mama's going shopping this week. Love that. So there we go. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, let's read Mark chapter 2. And when he returned to Capernaum, this is Jesus, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let him down. They let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. I love that story. And I imagine it going exactly as it's written. But you know, in order for that story to happen, it actually takes all four of the, of the personality, the bare personality types that we talked about. It's not gonna happen if only one of them has the idea. Number one, they need all four of them to pull this off. And it's important for us when it comes to bearing with one another that we do it in community. That this is something we cannot do alone, we should not do alone, we cannot bear the weight of each other's burdens alone, we must do it in the fellowship of other people. We must do it with other people. And they recognized something right away. These friends had a paralytic friend and they knew there was a healer in town. 
They knew there was someone who was healing people and they thought, if only we could get our friend to him. And these friends knew enough to know, okay, what we can do is we can put him on a mat. What we can do is we can carry him together. It's gonna take all four of us, but we can do it. What we can't do is heal him. They knew that. And that is so important for you and for I when it comes to bearing with one another, that we recognize that Jesus is the healer. It's not us, it never was, we're not the savior, we're not the healer, we're not the provider, Jesus is the healer. And so our responsibility is in bearing with one another to bring our friend to Jesus. That's our responsibility, to bring him to the one who can heal, who can save, who can provide. Now, they get together, they bring him to the house, and the house is overflowing with people. There are people pouring out the doors, there are people pouring out the windows, and there's no way they're gonna be able to get him in to see Jesus. And I just picture, you know, the grizzly bear friend coming to the door, all aggressive and gruff and saying, there is no way that we came all this way and we're not getting him in. I'm sweating, my back is sore, like I just see him complaining, and then he's like, I don't care if we gotta tear up a hole in the roof to get him in. We're getting him in. And of course the black bear's like, oh my goodness, I knew this wasn't gonna work. Why are we here? We need to go home. He's so upset and worried about the whole situation. Of course, the panda bear's like, a hole in the roof, that's awesome. <laughs> like, nothing. He's bringing nothing to the table. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but the koala bear's like, that might work. I think if we, you know, he's got his glasses on and he's like, if we cut exactly two feet by six feet, 12 inches adjacent, to, anyway, he's got the whole thing mapped out. He knows exactly how we're gonna make this happen and that's just what they do. And I love this story because the story actually says that Jesus is amazed at the faith of these friends. He's so amazed at the faith of, the, of, the, of these friends that he says to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven. He gives the paralytic a gift, the greatest gift he could ever give him. And, the, and little do the friends know, they came with an outcome in mind. They came because they wanted their friend to be healed. And little do they know in this moment that Jesus has just given their friend the greatest gift that he, they, he, he could ever receive. You see, he gave him the gift of forgiveness. He gave him the gift of salvation, the gift of right standing with God, the gift of eternity. He gave them a gift that he could never receive on his own merit. And there are some of you here today that Jesus wants to give you that same gift, that Jesus wants to give you personally the gift of salvation, the gift of forgiveness. He wants to make you right before God. He wants to give you new life and make you new. And you know, if that paralytic physical condition never changed, his life is still absolutely and completely radically transformed in that moment. And that's the gift that Jesus has for some of you today. Some of you are carrying a weight of unforgiveness. Some of you are carrying a burden of unforgiveness. Would you receive Jesus' words as words to your soul and spirit right now? 
Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Now the Pharisees did not like this at all. The Pharisees started to, now it it doesn't even say they said anything. Jesus just knew their intentions. And in order to prove his authority, he said, what is easier for me to say? Your sins are forgiven? Arise, take your mat and walk. And in that moment, he speaks a word of truth and healing into the paralytic and he stands up and he walks out of that space. You see, what's so beautiful about Jesus, and this is the invitation for every single one of us, is Jesus wants to partner with you. As we bear one another's burdens, Jesus wants to partner with you to do what is impossible in the natural, to do what is impossible, that as once you have gone as far as you can possibly go, Jesus wants to do what only he can do, but he wants to use you to be a part of that plan, and that is so, so powerful. And so we see we must be with before we can bear with. But the next step is that we must share with before we can bear with. And so what that means is that we actually need to talk to each other. We actually need to be vulnerable with one another. We actually need to say out loud, I need help. I need you. I'm not doing so well right now. I need prayer, I need healing. But what's so important when we get into the sharing part of bearing one another's burdens is that we do so without expectation. Because what happens is when we utter those words out of our mouth, sometimes we attach an expectation to that, to that person that we're telling it to. We want them to do something about that. We want them to do something for us. But these sharing should come like a prayer up to heaven. God is the healer. God is the provider, not that person. Now, does God want to use that person? Maybe. Maybe in a way that you have no idea. But when we place an expectation on people, what happens? We set ourselves up for disappointment. John Bevere said that expectation is the breeding ground for an offense. And so what happens in faith is that we literally focus on our need and miss the opportunity to walk with the people around us. Our need gets so big that we miss it. And so part of the confession is literally taking those needs before the Lord as a prayer, as an offering and saying, God, I need help. And sometimes it's saying it out loud to a person, I need help, but it's like you're saying it as a prayer. It's like you're laying it down before the only one who can truly give you what you need. 
Now I've seen some of the most incredibly powerful displays of bearing with one another in the church family over the years. I mean, did you know that there's a prayer team that gathers at seven o'clock in the morning on Sundays to pray for every single one of you here today and those of you that are listening online. But you coming and being in this room is like a step to be with one another. And just your presence here, someone has prayed for you. Someone has believed for a breakthrough for you. Someone has come alongside you and lifted up your burdens, even not knowing what they are, to the Lord. And that's so beautiful. In HeartStrong, we see this all the time. Because we gather day by day, there's an opportunity to be able to share what's going on in our lives. Literally in real time, we can share, I have this need, my daughter's struggling with this, I got a diagnosis last night, my car broke down, I need a job. All of these things are shared and we come alongside and we pray for each other. And sometimes somebody on the call has the answer to the need. It's absolutely miraculous and beautiful and powerful to see happen. It's an incredible, incredible thing. I've seen in church somebody who needed a car and someone in church gives them a car. I've literally seen God tell somebody a specific dollar amount down to the penny of what somebody needs and it's the exact amount they needed for a bill that they couldn't pay. I mean, there are miracles that take place in the body of Christ all the time and the left hand does not know what the right hand is doing. It's beautiful. We celebrate it, we honor it, and it's happening. But again, even as I share all that, what starts to happen in our hearts is we are thinking about our own need. We're thinking about the need that is not yet met. And what if, just what if we could switch that perspective to offering our need to Jesus, to laying it down so that we can actually come alongside someone and bear with them? What if the miracle is found as even in our place of need, we come alongside someone and bear with them? I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is at work in the house of God. It's so, so beautiful. Now this gets me so excited because bearing with one another is expressed through spiritual gifts. It's something that we are meant to do in community with each other. The Bible doesn't actually get into specific detail of what it means to bear with each other, like do this, do this, do this, do this. It doesn't put those specific ideas. No, God wants to use us the way that we're wired with our personalities and the empowerment of the gifts that he's placed inside of our lives to come alongside one another, build them up, lift them up, and bear with them. I love 1 Corinthians 12, verses four to six. It says, now there's a variety of gifts, but the same spirit, and there's a variety of service, but the same Lord, and there's a variety of activities, but the same God who empowers them in everyone. Everyone is needed. Every single person is needed. Everyone has a part to play. And so we must be with before we can bear with. And we must share with before we can bear with. And lastly, we must care with before we can bear with. And before you say, shouldn't it say care for? No. The caring is meant to do together. 
the caring is meant to do together. We are meant to carry one another to Jesus together. We will never be able to bear the weight of someone's burden on our own shoulders. That's a weight that only Jesus can bear. In fact, he went to the cross, and the scriptures actually say that he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. He's already doing that for you today. But the beautiful part of the body of Christ is that Jesus wants to use your life to be the hands and the feet of what that looks like as we walk alongside one another. And we're here to get together in this room, and I wanna do something on a very practical level to show you what this looks like lived out. And so you've chosen to come to church today to be with the body of Christ. And so in this space, you might receive a miracle today. And so I'm gonna ask you to do something courageous. If you are here today and you have a very specific financial need, and I'm not just talking about like, you know, it's inflation and I need more money in general. I mean like you have a specific financial need that, that you know what it is, that it's maybe there's a bill that you can't pay that's hanging over your head, you're in debt, you um, need a job, you maybe can't put gas in your car this week, maybe you need a car. If you have a specific financial need, I'm gonna ask you to do this next step to share with us. You don't have to tell us what the need is, but just by standing in the house, would you stand and just say, I have a need, I have a financial need. If you're comfortable to do so, just stand in the house. We're not gonna ask you anything specific, we wanna pray for you. So if you have a financial need in the house, if there's something specific that you're carrying, a financial burden on your shoulders, just stand in the house today. And I'm just gonna ask you to stay standing just for a minute. And so, What's happening right now is that together we have come to church, we're, we're here, we're being with each other. These brothers and sisters here today have chosen to share with us a need that they have, a financial need that they have by standing up together. And so for us right now, as the rest of the body of Christ, what we want to do is we want to care with them. We wanna care for and care with for the needs that they're carrying, that they're bearing right now for these burdens. And what's happening right now in the house that maybe you realize or maybe you don't is that your spiritual gifts are beginning to fire off, okay? So there are intercessors that are in this place right now and the intercessors have already started praying. I don't even have to tell them to start praying. They're, they're praying for you. They're lifting up those needs and God's giving them specific things to pray for as they lift you up before God and they carry you before God. Now there's other people in the house and they have gifts of giving. It's a supernatural gift. You might not even know you have it. You just have this spirit of generosity. You just love to help people and come alongside them and you have the means to do so. You might not even think it's that special, but it's very special and it's a spiritual gift empowered by the spirit. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is placing on your heart right now what it is that you can do. Now there are people here that have the gift of word of knowledge. 
I believe that in this room right now that God is actually speaking to somebody to say what a specific need is. Like they're getting a dollar amount right now and a person is being highlighted in this space today. And this is how the gifts of the Spirit work together. You see, all of us have the opportunity to carry our brothers and sisters to Jesus. Every single one of us has this opportunity to come alongside and to carry them to the provider. We're not the provider, but the Holy Spirit might speak to you to say, hey, you can do this. I want you to do this. You have this, they need this. We don't know what it is, the Holy Spirit does. And so I'm gonna pray for you. And we're gonna pray for a miracle. We're gonna pray for a miracle in your financial situation. We're gonna pray to the provider to be provider for you. But we're also gonna pray for the rest of us in the body of Christ for an activation to come of the gifts of the Spirit so that we can care for one another like we never have before. And we can do it together. No one person overburdened, but we can do it together. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're at work doing already. Would you give us eyes to see? Holy Spirit, would you speak to the body of Christ today? Would you begin to speak to them about what it is that you would have them do? Would you activate the spiritual gifts in the house that we would step out and truly bear with our brothers and our sisters? And for those who are standing here today, I thank you for the courage to acknowledge and to share with us that there is a financial need. And I pray in the name of Jesus for miracles to come. God, I pray for a fresh revelation that you are their provider. And I pray that there would come comfort and there would come faith, an activation of faith to believe that it is possible for you to move in their life in a miraculous way. I pray for gifts and surprises in the mail this week. I pray, Father, God for the reversal of bills to happen this week. God, miracles beyond miracles. Whatever it is that you need to do, Lord, would you do it? We yield to the moving of your spirit in this place today. And we thank you for what it is that you are at work doing in the house. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, as we were praying, I just felt the Lord highlight my sister right here in the front. And I, I'm just gonna sew, I wanna sew this $100 into whatever need it is that you have. And so can I just pass this to you to pass to her? Just right there. I just felt the Lord put you on my heart. So he sees you, he sees your need, he's with you. And that's a seed to sow into what it is that God wants to do. Okay, we wanna do this one more time. Um, if you need healing in your physical body, if you're here today and there is something physical in your body that you're navigating, something that's out of alignment that should not be, or I also sensed that God wanted to heal uh, some mental illness, illness that's happening up in the mind, that you know you're not thinking the way that you should be thinking, that there's something that's out of order in the way that you're thinking. Maybe you're navigating depression or anxiety. And so if you're dealing with anything in your physical body, if you have pain, I'm standing, I have pain in my back, I want it to be healed, so I'm standing. I wanna just invite you if you're comfortable to stand because we just wanna come alongside with you and we just wanna bear this burden with you. So if you need healing today in any way, 
just go ahead and stand in the house today. And again, once again, you see spiritual gifts are firing off, okay? Again, the intercessors are praying for you. There are gifts of healing in this house. And so if you have a gift of healing, I pray that the Holy Spirit would put someone on your mind that you're to go and pray for after the service. There are gifts of miracles. There are gifts of tongues. People are speaking in tongues right now. They're lifting you up to the healer. They're lifting you up in prayer and intercession to the healer. And we are going to look to the healer for our healing, but we are going to pray for an activation of the gifts of the Spirit in the body of Christ to begin to meet those needs and to be a conduit of that healing. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for our brothers and sisters who are navigating a physical, something physical in their bodies right now. And we pray for a supernatural outpouring of healing to come over this place. God, we recognize that there is nothing in us that can bring healing. Absolutely nothing. We don't have that power. But God, we bring, we literally bring our brothers and sisters before you. We bring them to the healer, to Jesus. And Jesus, would you heal? The scriptures literally say that by your stripes, we are healed. So we speak that healing over the house of God and your, our brothers and sisters today. We speak that miracles are happening in physical bodies, that things are coming into alignment, that healing is coming to the minds in Jesus' name. We just speak that and we believe that and we thank you for that. And we thank you for the gifts of the Spirit that are here in this place. And we pray for a fresh activation, a fresh empowerment of those gifts, gifts of faith, gifts of intercession, gifts of prophecy, gifts of word of knowledge, of discernment. We pray all of this in the mighty and the holy name of Jesus. And we pray that you would help us to bear with our brothers and our sisters who are in need today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to read um, our scripture one more time just as a closing prayer because this would be the prayer of our hearts that we'd be able to walk out and live this scripture and then I'm going to close with a salvation prayer and if you want to give your life to Jesus today if you want to pray a prayer to surrender your life to Jesus we're going to all pray with you we're going to all pray together because it's a way that we can come alongside you and bear this burden with you and carry you to Jesus. So as a prayer, I therefore, prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. I want you just to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for bearing my sins on the cross. I give you my life. Fill me with resurrection power in every dead place. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can follow your ways. I surrender. In Jesus' name, amen.